Welcome to the Midwest Scrubcast. I'm Emily Rastel, and I'll be your pilot for the party bus today. Joining us in the gunner slot is Clint AC Face Houston. Hello there. Uh, joining us in the crew slot is uh, the Midwest Scrub himself, Dan Peterson. Hello. And joining us today in the other crew slot is Goose. Uh, wait, so first though, do you prefer your fake name or your real name for this? Made up or real? I prefer Goose or Drew. It's it's a compound sort of Oh, okay. Thing. No, uh, whichever <laughs> one you want to go with. Goose or Drew. All right, so we'll go that with a made-up name and go with or Drew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Over to you, then. Or Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So in the uh, smuggler's snuggling compartment... Uh, Matt, Carrie, hello special there. guest with an awkward pause. <laughs> <laughs> hello there, and I'll toss it back to the pilot Emily, the terror rastal rastal. Thank you, Matt. All right, so we have with us today uh, our Fit West Scrub April Challenge drawing winner, uh, the aforementioned Goose or Drew. Welcome to the podcast, Goose or Drew. <laughs> I'm just going to use the whole thing. <laughs> so, so we're going with formal name tonight. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for having me. Full, full formal title. Yeah. yeah. Full, full name. Full. Yeah. My legal name, please. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm super happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And I just want to say uh, the intro is way harder than it sounds to pull off. So, well done to you guys. Oh, we're we're we've got such skills over here. Yes. Such skills in screwing it up yes. every time. It's wonderful. Okay, so um, so I guess our our traditional start with a guest uh on the podcast would be the AA meeting. So are we are we ready for the AA meeting, everybody? I mean, yeah. really, the only thing that matters is if Goose or Drew is ready for the AA meeting. Yeah, either that's one. true. Either one, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Please introduce yourself, Scrub. Yeah, hi, my name's Drew. We can just use that name for now, going forward, <laughs> make it a little easier. My name's Drew, and I am a Scrub. Hello, I'm the scrubbiest of Scrubs Hello, because... Hi, uh, the... Thank you all. <laughs> Happy to be here. Uh, I am uh, six days sober since my last blank out, <laughs> and I'm a Scrub because... I uh, almost never make the cut, and it always has nothing to do with my dice. So uh, that's why I'm a scrub. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can elaborate some more, but uh, <laughs> if I feel if you feel the need to. Well, I mean, what keeps you from from making it into the cut? Like, is it squad building choices? Is it stupid mistakes on the day? Is it too much caffeine? Too little caffeine? Let's go with the second one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> definitely okay so my uh i feel like i fly pretty flawlessly for about 80 percent, and i just really need to work on my closing games i'll have ships break off into different random directions in a in a not 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 very helpful manner right on mm-hmm. yeah i mean the the end game can be a tough part because the opening is easy to rehearse but the end game is the sort of thing that's like different every time yeah. so you know it's it's not always the easiest uh, place, Unl- unless you're flying Jedi, of course. You know, then then the end game is just to do Robin. whatever you want. You know, just just <laughs> no, go wherever no, no. you want to go. The, the and, end game uh, is don't get shot. The end game is yeah, yeah you just uh-huh. run brave, away. brave Sir Robin. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You run around for a while, calculate hyperspace routes, and while doing that, I mean, you can't get shot because that would interrupt you. you know? <laughs> so you gotta just run away for a little while. Uh. No, but- I heard someone say that the ETA is the best endgame ship out there, uh, or one of the best ones, but my problem is that my ETAs never make it to the end. <laughs> yeah, they just have yeah right. Or something I actually do getting, that. getting there is hard. I, I, I would agree with that. It's like, I, I think Obi-Wan in the ETA is <laughs> it's like, like soon tier. Try, just try to get there, yeah. get to the end game with soon tier, and then, you know, it's great. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. If you get Obi there, if you get Obi he'll there, have focus yeah. and evade and probably a force sitting on top of that, but you just got to get there. On three health. Mm-hmm. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the end game is yeah. Like Emily said, it's, it's it is something that 
it's unknown regions every single time because you can't rehearse it like you can the openings. Yeah, and it's like, what do you do? Do you, do you, you can't just practice like, all right, let's set up an end game. You have half points on this. Right, yeah. Like, yeah like, you can. I mean, I guess I guess yeah. you, could, you could do some some things like that where it's like, okay, this ship only has two health left, yada, yada, but how, like, how do, you, how do you set up positioning? Yeah, right. Like uh-huh. the, the things that like you just, went into you just that. Shucks, like, I, yeah, I you know. just shake all your ships in a bowl and then just dump <laughs> them on the table and wherever they land, that's up. where you set them up. And then and go. And go. And however <laughs> much they got damaged when you did so that is saying, how much damage the ship takes. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, I feel like that that was actually a oh, thing. Oh, boy, rebels would really suffer a lot. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everybody has a. a they have all the pointy failure. bits, the the pointy guns. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> I I feel like that was actually a thing at one point in time that maybe the crates had some scenarios set up yeah. where they would you know set up ships kind of in an end game scenario and then practice running away. But I think that was first edition and not half points on all ships and so on and so forth. Mm, so right. it would be different. Yeah, it's a, it was a little simpler in that yeah. world, yeah. I guess. And lower ship counts. So if you're sure. like, oh, yeah. it's mm-hmm. Nim Randa versus uh, Dash uh, Poe, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you can set up just two ships in, in, as opposed to like, oh, I th- brought a droid swarm and mm-hmm. some of them are here, some aren't. You well, know. And then also like, I mean, so metas and you mentioning dash poe sorry i need to pull a dan here yeah go ahead (laughs) i need to pull a dan and uh just jump right in real fast absolutely you 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 mentioning dash poe reminds yeah it makes me okay i've wanted to ask you guys this for a while and dash poe is a perfect segue for me (laughs) so i started playing last year so 1.0 to me i don't know if you guys are basketball fans at all but when i hear people talk about 1.0 i feel like i'm hearing people talk about like wilt chamberlain and bill russell like i don't know what that means you would never believe it they were eight feet tall and they grabbed a million rebounds (laughs) i mean you know it does feel like that am i getting am i connecting with anyone here (laughs) i get you where it's like you know it's like okay okay. you look at it and you're like oh dr j was like oh wow he was he was he was something, but you know, you probably a lot of the people nowadays would actually be better than him. But like, they were so standout in their time; they're like titans of their time. But yeah, no, we do talk about it like that, and right. no, it probably well, is so they're all sometimes titans. we we talk about it like that. Sometimes, uh, other times we talk about it with extreme sometimes. with extreme distaste. Oh no, <laughs> oh, the distaste is real. No, I was gonna, I was gonna say yes, no, sometimes we were like, oh yeah, this thing was crazy back then. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was I mean, well, it's crazy, but also with that distaste. I think yeah. there's there's. N- always that give and take where it will not even a give and take when you get one you're getting the other it's a bittersweet <laughs> thing right. where it's like oh yeah this existed <laughs> also i hate it <laughs> yeah i i don't miss those days well so will chamberlain is famous because he averaged 55 points a, a game in a season of basketball is that and good? the next highest person is like 35 so oh, that's okay. orders of magnitude different. Mm-hmm. And I heard someone the other day say that they had a 1.0 list where they could get 40 or 50 focus tokens on the table each turn. And I just, when I hear stories like that, I just feel like people are talking about, like, I bet you don't have it on film or a picture. You can't prove it. You can't <laughs> prove to me that this actually works. I, I know. As a, as a 2.0 player, that's what I feel like when people talk about 1.0. Yeah. Like, I cannot believe that Dash and Poe were ever legal on the table and all this crazy stuff they could do. You won't, you won't ever convince me. <laughs> That's fair. What, uh, oh, yeah, that was Farmer's Squad, Ryan Farmer, and he called it Plot Armor, right? Dash Poe. Dash Poe? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was don't it? know if it yeah. was his, but because I was Well, he, he made it famous. At oh, least. okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and whoever makes it famous gets to make the name. And, right. And, 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 and of it. course, they are the one who made the squad. Right. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> As you well know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, there used to be, I think it was Opspec. It was like whenever you miss. You like you gain a, to- a two people next to you gain oh, tokens or something. So yeah, focus if you just miss a bunch. So yeah, you because there was one term when it was weird. I was flying. Why four, are we talking about one point oh? Why do this to a goose or group? <laughs> I don't actually remember really like anything right, about it. Uh-huh. Well, you're not good with memory in the first That's place, true. so you know. But I mean. Yeah, I'm glad we moved on from it. It yeah. was it was the so, best X-wing we could play at the time. So let's move on then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so was so was your question? Wait, before we move on, was your question then? Was it really that crazy? Is that is that what your question oh. is? Like ultimately, like because you said you had a question. I don't know that any of that was ever like a specific question. Was your oh. question? Is it really that crazy? 
I think I think what I meant is I have a question, but it's not a question because I'm going to tell you it's a question so that you'll allow me to talk. Oh, okay, so, okay, okay. Yeah, I think I pulled one of those. <laughs> oh, fair. So allow me to yeah. self. Yeah, I have a question, and then there no question mark is present. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> just just wanted to make sure that if there was a question, we answered it. But since there's not one, I'll feel free to move on. <laughs> um, okay, so actually. You, in asking yourself a question uh, that wasn't a question, you answered um, the question that I was going to ask you next. <laughs> so many questions. Wow. Without any questions. <laughs> um, which is the whole, you know, uh, uh, let's get to know you kind of thing of like, you know, how long have you been playing and et cetera, et cetera. So you said you've been playing for about a year. Yeah, I, um, my wife and I love playing board games together, and I'm, we're both big Star Wars fans. Uh, we're loving the Bad Batch right mm-hmm. now. Okay. And uh, yeah. last year, after COVID shutdowns were going, had just started, We I, I saw the starter set, and I'd never seen X-Wing before. I had no idea it was like a miniatures game. I thought it was like a board game. Right. So I bought it, thinking it was a complete thing, uh, and then found out it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And then I fell in love, and now I have way too many plastic spaceships and <laughs> cards and the tokens. My gosh, the tokens. Uh-huh. Yeah. But um, unfortunately, uh, my wife did not carry on the hobby. No. And so I started playing on TTS to justify my purchases. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so <laughs> Seems fair. Yeah. So last May I started, yeah. Okay. Okay, wow. Wow, so- relatively like actually really new yeah so you have not had the grand experience of going to tournaments or any of that at all no in-person tournaments i assume for you my only uh, in-person x-wing has been no just kitchen table stuff with anyone i can convince to to play me wow all right okay so have you played any tts tournaments yep so i played um i played in uh what was the big one from the galaxies? Crate. I played in Crate and Coruscant. Okay. And then uh, I've played in a handful of leagues. And then I played in one of the Alpha Qualifiers. And I'm signed up for Best Bet right. for this current Galaxies. Mm-hmm. Well, nice. I need to sign up for Galaxies. That's right. Yeah, yeah we, need we to haven't sign up signed up for, for Galaxies. Yeah. Yeah. Matt's you, fine, but the rest say, of us haven't. Have you not? <laughs> no. Yeah. No, no, we, we sure haven't. haven't. We haven't signed up for the ones that we need to sign up for yet. Yeah, no, we need to do that. Hey, thanks, Goose or Drew, for reminding <laughs> us to do such things like that. <laughs> um, also, uh, obviously, you could tell by now, dear listeners, but there's a delay because uh, Goose or Drew, our uh, um, guest. current, he's not our guest. Oh, he's, he's, he's currently he's, he's co-host. Yes. Currently auditioning. Yeah. Our co-host, special co-host. Yeah, uh, is over in where are you? Again, Southeast Asia, <laughs> Southeast Asia, somewhere. My wife, my I moved my uh, family to Cambodia, so the oh. internet and infrastructure here is is lacking. Sorry for the delay. Oh, it's, no, it's fine. It's it's uh, it's only problematic whenever you're trying to get a word in because uh-huh. it comes in like a couple seconds later, and then yeah. by then it's like ads. Ah, yeah, don't worry about it now. <laughs> <laughs> we do we do a, lot, a fair amount of talking on this end, so. Uh. Yeah, so our apologies if we uh, if we roll over you because uh, because of delay issues. Yeah. But yeah, um, so so as a as a person who has not really played anything except uh, kitchen tabletop games, are you are you interested in um, doing like in person tournaments now that you've played TTS tournaments? Like, does that make you interested more or less interested in in person tournaments? Oh yeah, I uh, I'm definitely going to anytime I'm traveling to countries that have a, a uh, X-wing scene. I'm definitely going to be checking out if there's any in-person tournaments that I can participate in while I'm there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whether that's the USA or anywhere else. Uh-huh. I mean, there's there is a Southern Asian X-wing scene of some sort. Well, I know at least in Singapore. I was going to say Singapore is pretty like. I mean, How far got, away is Singapore world, from you? You got a world champ from there. So. Singapore is only a couple hours by flight, and it's only an hour time zone difference, so that would be uh, pretty easy. The problem is finding a reason to get to Singapore yeah. other than X-Wing. Right. Uh, I don't <laughs> see why you would need another reason. That, that I can then <laughs> hey. X-Wing on top of. I'm going to go buy a plane ticket to Singapore real quick. Why? Uh-huh. X-Wing. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that they have good shopping in Singapore. I don't think right? the I don't think the immigration officers are going to let me in when they ask me what I'm doing, and I say hey, I'm here to play with 
plastic spaceships. <laughs> 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 oh. Pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so here's a question for you out of just my curiosity. Um, how did, how then, if you're such a new player, how then did you come across the Midwest Scrubcast? Bad luck. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) How did I? Probably Spotify. I think I probably just, I heard about Gold Squadron and made me wonder what else was out there. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I was like, whoa, someone, there are people that that talk about this game. (laughs) There are. And then uh, I probably was given everyone a, you know, a first couple uh, listens and I just, I don't know, you guys clicked. Mm-hmm. I think I had told everyone before the podcast, but I love the friendship like feel that you guys have here. And so I always just felt like I was listening to friends talk about something. And since during COVID-19, I couldn't just sit around with friends and talk about things very much. It filled, uh, I guess it filled a hole in my life. So it was, uh, I love your show and I love the like the friendship dynamic. So I think that probably is what got me hooked. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, that's really nice. Uh, it warms the cockles of my heart. Am I pandering <laughs> enough to, to uh, get selected to replace Matt? I mean, it, def- it definitely I mean, has so put you so higher in the selection. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, it definitely does not hurt your chances. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's interesting. So you just kind of came across us as in random searching for X-Wing yeah, podcasts. Uh, that's, that, that's... To me, that's... An awesome, Shocking. Yeah, Organic search results right yeah. there. Like, Because <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, somebody, you know, mentioned it or they saw, you know, I, you know, like I mentioned it on, when I did something online or something like that. And uh-huh. like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll check out that podcast. But no, it was mm-hmm. organic. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. It makes me wonder now, like, how many of the people who listen to us, I mean, obviously we know that our locals, you know, uh, know us because they know they're us. They're forced to. Yeah, like. they, they have no other choice than to know mm-hmm. uh, about us. But, um... It does make me wonder, like, how did how do other people come across our show? Like, is it is it mostly organic or is it mostly referral from something? I mean, we've there are other than our blog, there's not many sources of referral, I guess. And uh, and most people who seem to know about our blog don't seem seem to not know about our podcast somehow. That's also true. that. So, <laughs> so uh, I remember uh, talking to like one of the things when we started doing online tournaments we were you know we talked to people from europe and they're like oh yeah i've heard of that blog you guys have a podcast (laughs) (laughs) whereas i I think it was like the opposite in uh the u.s there was a there was a few more oh yeah i've heard of your podcast you write a blog what Uh (laughs) interesting Mm yeah yeah periodically write a blog frequently release a podcast yeah yeah, yeah blog material is blog... harder to come up with yeah <laughs> when there's less you know it, less inspiration when you, you're not main handling ships across the map mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah i think the difficulty with the blog is yeah one you know there's not there's not as much inspiration when we're not doing a bunch of in-person stuff number two there's not as much um just content coming out you know for us to look at and i think also like you know we also with the podcast to some extent we can just come on uh get together and just like talk about stuff you know we have we have topics to some extent but like to some extent we can also just talk about stuff on the podcast whereas with a blog post you you have to have you know an essay format you know and it's it just it makes it that much more Um, labor you have intensive. to have real content for uh, yeah. yeah you can't just talk about talking about stuff yeah no it's like if like <laughs> there's been like one or two episodes that have been emily-less and uh-huh. the the crux of it has been uh let's just start complaining about something and then we go for an hour and we're like we need to stop complaining because this, our hour's this, up this podcast is going to be too long it's like <laughs> Uh, yeah. it's all just complaining. <laughs> <laughs> well you mentioned the magic of like moving ships around in person to be inspiration for things someone who started out basically on tabletop simulator and i've i brought my ships with me to cambodia and i've been teaching uh, a couple of my coworkers and some friends uh, the expat community here um you know we tend to hang out with each other sure because um, we have similar interests and so a couple of the guys that are into board games i've taught how to play and they've we've uh, played a few games and it's, it's, I, I get why like Farmer and those other guys 
have talked about not wanting to play on Tabletop Simulator. And I think you guys have even mentioned that like you like the tournaments, but you're not just going to play a bunch of random games. Me, who didn't know the difference, I loved it. But it's it is quite a bit more fun to, you know, to fly around on the actual table. There's just something about putting the templates down, moving it. It, it, it feels more like you're actually like you get down eye level and you're like, oh, that's really Luke Skywalker about to shoot Darth Vader. Yeah. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's way better. And the magic of actually sharing that experience with a person who is not just some, you know, voice yeah. in the Internet yeah. is uh, is really nice, too. Yep. Yeah. Seeing the joy in their eyes when you roll blanks and just <laughs> like the crushing defeat when you yell heroic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so question. So Sorry, I've been teaching my neighbors six and 10 year olds while we're talking about playing in person. And okay. one of my favorite things about playing with those little guys is that uh, they just have zero concern for rocks. The <laughs> Every single time we play, they're just, they're like, I'm, I need to be there. I need to be on the other side of that rock. I don't care. I'm just going to... So I've been giving him like the Naboo Starfighters and the Defenders and ships like that so that even when they go over the rock, at least they get their evade action. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah that's great. You should uh, give them Jedi in clouds. <laughs> it that, magnifies that, that 10 times. Well, I've been trying to... That's true, but I've been trying to keep it at least a little bit more simple. Like, you hit a rock. They already know the rock rules. I'm hesitant to bring yeah, sure, yeah, in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Makes sense. So that kind of leads into my to, into my question. Um, like, what kind of what ships have you bought, or or what factions have you bought into, or do you care, or do you just buy anything? I started off with Rebels and Empire. Those yeah. are the. I mean, I'm I'm 30, so I was five or six when my dad. I don't know if you guys had the triple VHS yeah. special edition yeah. set that like was gold and black yeah. with a shiny Darth <laughs> yeah. Vader on the front. That was my jam. I watched the heck out of that. And uh, so there's Rebels and Empire always going to have a special place in my heart. But um, uh, I was nine or so when the one, two and three came out. So they have a, another, you know, they also occupy space in my childhood memories. Mm -hmm. The new one, the new trilogies, I'm not going to go into whether the movies are good or not, but I, you know, I was a grown man, so they just don't quite do it for me um, the same way. So I don't own any first order or resistance. Um, I've played a little bit with each on the table, but uh, I, I basically stick with um, episodes one through six, and I own too much of everything from that <laughs> time period. <laughs> I, I got a question. So you had mentioned that uh, you brought your ships over to Cambodia, but have you had to procure any ships now that you're over there? And is it difficult? Have you have you found it difficult to get ships? Yeah, that's a good question. So Amazon is not available here. I can't just Amazon Prime things, but there's a service. It's like everything in Cambodia. It's not that things are impossible. It's just you have to try a lot harder than you would have to otherwise. So there's a service that will order his cousin will order something in L.A. for you. And then he ships it to Vietnam and then someone brings it across <laughs> the border. So I got Skystrike, uh, Phoenix Squadron and Scum and the v Fugitives. I can't remember the names, but I got those three packs finally, uh, and uh, they they were a little worse for wear, but thankfully none of the ships wow. were broken, um, so I was able to get that those packs. Those are the first things I've bought since oh, wow. coming back. Everything else I brought with me, except I made a critical mistake. I knew that I wasn't going to be playing you know tournaments or anything like that because I'm uh -huh. in Cambodia, and there's no tournament scene here, but... Uh, so I thought, oh, I'll save the weight and the size. I'll leave all the cards back in America because I can just print my Yasby mm -hmm. lists. Um, and and uh, I was like, this is great. Turns out that uh, the cards are part of the magic uh -huh. because <laughs> sitting there flipping your Yasby uh -huh. lists around and like trying to keep track of where to put tokens and stuff. It just, uh -huh. I don't know. It's just not, yeah, not the yeah. same. So thankfully I have a friend coming back um, in a month or two. And my parents are sending them all my cards, so oh. they're gonna, they're going to do me a solid and bring there all my cards go. back, so that I can have them. Like we've only been playing since I got the packs. We've only been playing with uh, ships that are in the, um, <laughs> the, those three packs yeah. uh, because we have yeah. the cards for them. And I've only been playing with upgrades with guys with the guys here, <laughs> and it's just way better just having the cards, flipping uh -huh. them face down yeah. when they get destroyed, and like the tokens. Mm -hmm. And anyway, yeah. So so if you ever have to move to another country, bring your cards. <laughs> I, I love the fact that this quote-unquote service involves some guy and his cousin bringing stuff across the border. It's great. Across you, the world. You, 
Oh, everything is always some guy and his cousin in Cambodia. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, you have to really want to play X-Wing. So, that, I mean, that, that, that shows some passion there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some dedication. <laughs> yeah. Right. So how many people have you actually taught to play now in Cambodia? So there's, um, let's see, one. I've, I've gotten five or six unique pe- people to play okay. Aces High oh, that's fun. Um, with me. And then that has been kind of the, the gateway into, you know, the 200 on 200 kind mm-hmm. of style. And um, I think I've played... I've played four different people there. So almost everyone has made the jump over. One of the, the two boys that I play with, their mom will play Aces oh, High cool. with us. Um, and she's, it's so funny. Uh, the six-year-old just rails on her for being bad at board games. And anytime I've ever played a game with her, she always wins. <laughs> so, you know, he just needs to, <laughs> he needs to adjust his, uh, his perception of his mom's gaming skills because she's pretty legit. So, but uh, it's really funny. She'll be doing something on the table, and he's just like, Mom, that's terrible. And I'm sitting there thinking, dude, you're six. You just flew over an asteroid. What are you you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's really that's really cool that you are at least finding people to play with you because, you know, that's um, I can just only imagine how much of a challenge that is in a place where there's not like a scene. Because like when when we all started, you know, we had we had a scene, right? Like yeah. we had a St. Louis scene and it was, it was easy to, you know, yeah, you could, that's actually not even well. So, I mean, there was a scene for me, but I didn't know about the scene. Yeah. Oh, okay. So when I first started, it was just me and a buddy playing each other in, mm-hmm. uh, in his basement. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but once you, but once you got into the game, sure. There was a scene, right? I like once you got tournaments. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But like when I started playing, I was like, "Oh, there's a X-wing night Thursday nights at, you know, there." And then, well, Tim was, you know, a big part of our group, and he he knew where every where everything was being played. So game night and uh, fantasy shop and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. lots of places. Yeah. So it, it, there was and like I didn't have to. It wasn't hard for me to find a game, right. but yeah, it, you have to, have yeah. to grow your own yeah, communities. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kudos to you for that accomplishment. <laughs> so, if you get enough people, will you actually uh, try to set up and run a little tournament? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so that's already okay. come up. Uh, a couple of the everyone, like a couple of the guys I've taught, are like, so what is it? Because they know I play tournaments. Mm-hmm. They're like, so what would it take for us to like have a little tournament? And I'm like, well, we could do it with, you know, I don't know, five, six people. Like we could definitely do that sure. and, and make it fun. The the bottleneck is that I'm the only person that owns ships. Oh. And uh, <laughs> if everyone, I probably have enough ships for each person to build a decent, you know, 200 point list in each faction plus rebels and scum. I think I could probably get, I could squeeze two or three tournament like worthy lists. I'm not talking like, you know, meta defining sure. lists, but uh-huh. you know, ones that you would actually like enjoy flying. <laughs> yeah. The problem is that I only have uh two damage decks, <laughs> two sets of rulers, one Star Wars mat. It's the it's the auxiliary uh-huh. pieces that that means that everyone if we had a 16 game tournament, not 16 uh, rounds, but where like the total aggregate number of games that needed to be played was 16, that would take 16 individual iterations of <laughs> yeah. so so uh <laughs> so what you really need is to convince other people to uh buy into this thing with their through people's cousins, cousins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> through the cousin network that's right that's right yeah hey i know a guy you can get some star wars spaceships for yeah. us yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, we've talked about i told him that we could do maybe a league where they could just come to my house and pillage my Star yeah, Wars sure. stuff and then bring yeah. it back. At least, so. yeah, it could probably be the only way that you guys could do a, a tournament style thing, and, and that, that could actually be pretty cool because then you, you could do it, you know, on your own or you know, on whoever's free time. Well, whenever they're free, they can play their league games. I mean, honestly, though, it doesn't sound like you're terribly far off from being able to do it because if you only have five people, then one would be a buy, two people would be playing, or four people would be playing two separate games. You have two damage decks and two sets of rulers, right? Yeah, I mean, you could, so, you could share, yeah, you could share damage yeah. decks, share if rulers, you mark and then off just like, a yeah, three foot yeah. by three foot place on a table, then oh. you're 
set. We were doing like, that for a while. I yeah. first started playing on a piece of felt that was vaguely three foot by three foot. Yeah, I yes. Think it was, I think it was like, uh, instead of 36 inches, it was more like 37 and a half inches. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> yeah. Like Emily and I did that too. Yeah. We, we, like bought a, I think we like bought a piece of hunk of cardboard and like cut out a three by three. Uh-huh. And then like, but we bought a... Uh, like a piece of fabric or something like yeah. there's a black, yeah, it was a black no, I, thing. I went to put it on it. Michael's and like, bought a yard of uh-huh. felt. And <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's, that's, my, that's what I got. It's my mat for now. Yeah. yeah so just go to the local Michael's <laughs> and yeah, get yourself a yard of felt. And I, I don't is, see uh, what the problem is. Is Michael your cousin? Nephew, actually. That's, that's my nephew. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> good stuff fantastic oh man i had another question i was going to ask you i forget oh okay so you you managed to finagle your way onto the podcast via the fit west scrub you know challenge whatever Uh, yeah congratulations congratulations (laughs) you you logged a ton of minutes but i need to know how many birds did you kick to get this opportunity (laughs) (laughs) uh let's see i don't know so I, it's, it is really hot here right now. It's the middle of hot season. Like we're talking heat indexes regularly over 110. I mean, it's over a hundred, the heat index by like nine in the morning, most days or eight in the morning right now. So, uh, and, and there was COVID lockdown. So I wasn't allowed to leave my apartment for most of the challenge. Um, thankfully my apartment has a little like gated area that police and stuff weren't going to come behind and check out. So sorry, I got a, a, a (laughs) um, the uh, <laughs> uh, so that game I discovered is I just went downstairs and would kick it at first, and I just would play for like thirty minutes or an hour just to kind of blow off steam. And wow, it's a great uh, great workout. Um, so I'm gonna guess uh, over nine thousand, <laughs> over nine thousand birds. birds. So this is not the were, same bird kicked kicks. nine thousand times. This is yeah. nine thousand separate birds. <laughs> wow. So. Uh, I would like to think. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, I, so, all right. Oh, uh, do you do you know? Uh, so, like something that I couldn't get get across. How how is it pronounced? Do you did you do you actually have? Okay. Yeah. So, it's pronounced "doetse," uh, which it literally translates to yep. "kick bird," um, which is yeah. where the joke comes from. But yeah, yeah so is say. it like a like a hacky sack or something? Like, what style of game is this? Didn't wasn't it like a, a birdie from backgammon? So take take a feather. So take a feather and then take like um, almost like uh, wooden nickel sized things, but they're not wood; they're plastic. And you put them on the shaft of the feather, like maybe eight of them, and then you tie off the bottom so they don't fall off and that creates like a spring so when you kick it uh one of the reasons you kick it and it, it goes up in the air and the, it kind of springs off of the plastic bits on the bottom and one of the reasons that i think i love it so much is that uh it's it's one of those activities that has super satisfying feedback loops okay <laughs> so when you kick it it makes a really satisfying click sound like if you kick it just right and so you're you're like hunting for that perfect hit it's mm-hmm. like shooting basketball you know you want to swish um and when you see that <clears throat> you it makes you uh you just want to pick the ball up and shoot again so you, you hunt for the click and then it has a really satisfying flight pattern where it goes up in the air really fast but then it it rotates on its center of gravity and then kind of slows back down because mm-hmm. the feather uh like badminton yeah. where if you've ever hit a, a shuttlecock in badminton it goes really fast and then yeah. slows down and so it's just this really satisfying feedback feedback loop of kick it goes up in the air, you follow it back down, you kick it again, and you can use your hands, your knees, your, you know, anything. I'll kick it up in the air and hit it, bounce it on my head. And uh, when you do that for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, and you're just kicking, 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 it's kind of like doing like, like jazzercise or, or <laughs> dance aerobics or whatever, because you're just sitting there. You don't realize it, but you're like, you're doing knee lifts and like, you know, running in place for an hour and you get to the end and you're just dripping sweat. And so that's a lot of fun. But um, I think what really got me hooked is that it's almost like a... It's like a fidget spinner, except you're a little more active when you play it. It's just so satisfying the feedback loop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that sounds fun. I was, <laughs> I was like, I didn't really quite understand uh, like what what it was uh, by the comparison, but or the um, the description. description. But yeah, yeah. that's that's uh-huh. 
It's so, neat. It does uh-huh. sound very hacky sacky. Except yeah, for, yeah. Well, I, except for with a dead bird. Right. <laughs> I went down and did it the first time, and with no intention of counting it as part of my my minutes. And then I was so sore the next day and just so tired afterwards from doing it. I was like, yeah. I'm counting this. this is the minutes. <laughs> Sixty minutes kicking a dead bird. <laughs> <laughs> go find you a dead bird, people, and kick it. <laughs> Apparently, it's and fine. bounce it off your head. That's yes. important. Too. <laughs> no one else is going to be inside on this joke, so I apologize. But you saying that made me think of the expression "kicking a dead horse." Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, say is kicking a bird. say is kicking a horse. So I just realized that in Kamai, they almost sound exactly the same. <laughs> uh, so. There's your random fact that that uh, <laughs> <laughs> that I'm I'm in the inside joke. I'm the only member of that joke. But there we go. Well, I mean, I think we're all learning a lot about Cambodia that we never thought that we would learn today. So. <laughs> we all probably have a cousin there or something. Right. Yeah. Everybody has a cousin in Cambodia. Uh, who knew? So where are we at on time? Do we want to? Uh, do, you, do you have any more points? Yeah. We're forty minutes in. Like, do we want to tackle an so, actual, I mean, actual subject? Like, we could yeah. move on to an actual subject, unless, yeah. like, Drew, do you have do you, anything you that you particularly other than yourself? want to talk about? I want to ask you one okay. question. You can go on and on about it or, or not. <laughs> so, as a new, like, you know, the whole TTS new player thing, um, I want to know, what has your experience been with meta shifts now that we're, like, in the digital x-wing world and then how did that compare to when it was like your local area like when it was just you guys playing and and you would have people come in i'm sure but i'm guessing that your meta was kind of there was like a a midwest scrub at all meta and then did it move fast did it change rapidly was it diverse was it pretty narrow and then how did that compare now like do you feel like you're constantly seeing new things and you kind of didn't see new things before so yeah i would love to hear about about that as someone who's never had that experience of having like uh, uh, a game store meta to be a part of. That's a really excellent question, yeah, actually, by really the way. Uh, Matt, Matt's wheels, I could see Matt's wheels <laughs> yeah. turning over yeah, here. Because as he's you, had, like, you had to think about that. It was like, at first this. you were like, no, not really. It's like, wait, wait, no. Yo, yeah, yeah, actually, we have had yeah, well, quite an interesting so, meta around here and, and the changes, uh, you know, because of TTS and everything. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, Dan drives a meta. Himself. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, well, yeah. yeah. Actually, I was, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna throw that in there somewhere. Like, eventually, uh, Dan, I, Dan, Matt, one of you, both of you, created a bid war around here, and it was, it was insane for a while. Like, like St. Louis was known for really deep yeah. bids for a while because mm-hmm. of the whole That's probably my Curry playing. Yeah, it's pretty and, much uh, the ace fault. playing yeah. here was like people were going 15, 20. Mm-hmm. 25 yeah. points deep you know it's yeah. dumb <laughs> it, was, it was largely driven by dan and that was when we were starting at like 13 points yeah, yeah. so yeah, it started the, pretty low the problem was like in the local meta generally speaking you knew that i was going to be going to a tournament <laughs> and you knew that i was going to be bringing a deep bid mm-hmm. and so everybody else generally speaking was a question mark but you knew Dan was going to be there, and Dan was going to be playing Gurry, and Dan was going to have a deep bid. And so you, you like, people got to yeah. the place where they, they planned on either, like, potentially taking that loss or coming up with something specifically yeah. to beat yeah. me. If you were mm-hmm. taking an I-5, you knew that you needed a deep bid, so yeah. you took a yeah. deep bid. Like uh, that was like, or just didn't bother. Like some yeah, people just like, absolutely one hundred percent did not care and just yes. didn't bother. <laughs> I had a bid war with you well, yeah. specifically, yes. like well, a, a double Jedi bid that, war. That was what I was going to say. Is like there was a, a point in time. Well, like, and it was mainly the reason why I stopped flying Gurry locally is because you know it was Dan, and then Clint would fly double Jedi, and people just wouldn't want to fly against either Gurry or Jedi. And it was just like, okay, I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, and uh, this does dabble a bit in the first edition, but like largely it was just local. You flew whatever you flew. You flew what you loved. And yeah. uh, you would hear about plot armor. You would hear about Ghost Fen. 
and then mm-hmm. in into maybe someone and, would try it and bring and show yeah. what it show you what it does but yeah. like yeah yeah and then you got in the second edition it was like oh and then they would have to put it away or never <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean you, like if if somebody would if that was like the only thing that they flew no one would fly against no them. one would yeah. fly against that well, if, so, if someone was like, seriously playing like ghost fan that's all they wanted to play no one would fly against them we'd be like hey sorry dude generally speaking everybody in the st louis area are like snowflakes Everybody yes. here wants to create their own thing. They don't mm-hmm. want to follow the meta. Mm-hmm. So it was never really much of an issue. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, like if you went to a tournament, you could... There might be somebody You there. would see one yeah. meta list and you'd be like, oh, okay. You know, like you would want to have that, you know, like a game plan should mm-hmm. you come across it. Yeah. Because but, Scott Steinberger's yeah, <laughs> might be there with Nim Miranda. I or mean, Quad Phantoms. Or Quad Phantoms or whatever. Or, yeah. 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 So you needed to have some kind of, of plan against um, the occasional medalist yeah. around mm-hmm. here. But yeah. Yeah. So, we had we had an interesting uh our own meta. Yeah. St. Louis very much had its distinctive scene, you know, which was a lot of snowflakes, um, quite a few and ace players, um, you know, that kind of thing. Like, and, and a, but in just, and just a lot of people just flying a bunch of weird stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But you could always, you always kind of knew, like, so, most people have their archetype where you're like, oh, this person, I know, I know what they're going to bring. Oh, they're coming to the tournament. Okay. I know they're, they're probably going to bring this or, or they're definitely going to bring this faction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. had a lot of that. Even though we had, we have a pretty, pretty large, uh, community yeah yeah we also uh to to speak larger like i feel like uh outside of st louis uh that metas did move slower because absolutely yes they did uh you would hear about tournaments but like like the only big person that was streaming was dion there was like x-wing junkies and uh somebody else that i'm not but like there was there was very few people that would stream and dion would have to travel to a mm-hmm. tournament so mm-hmm. like he wouldn't be at every tournament so he wasn't running every tournament <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> like if something popped up it would you know it would take a little bit of time to disseminate between mm-hmm. you know uh, through throughout people's communities whereas now like particularly with online it's like Oh, also uh, well, access to ships. Uh, that's uh, that's the, mm-hmm. the 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 thought that just popped in my head. It's like six Nantex would have still been a thing, but it would have been much less of a thing yeah. because getting a hold of like getting a hold of six Nantex, but also buying six of those ships when you know it's going to die. The <laughs> next points change that list is going to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, do you take do you buy those ships? And when you're on TTS, it's like, well, it doesn't matter. You don't buy those ships; mm-hmm. you just take them. And then, like, there are people that have like, I don't remember how many were in the list, but I think like five tie aggressors and a reaper. Like, mm-hmm. it is hard to find a tie aggressor, uh, it, <laughs> right? Um, and then like quad phantoms. When quad phantoms was a thing, it was hard to find. You know, like I only owned two. And it was hard to find anything else, even if I wanted to play it. You would have to beg, borrow, or steal. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are people that buy five of a ship when it comes out, no matter what. And you know, you know, you people do your own thing. I'm not going <laughs> to shun you, but not everybody can afford that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like when TTS, you know, with these tournaments, yeah, the the meta shifts faster because, and then you can also like. Uh, I want to say you can iterate on a list a lot yeah. faster. The hive mind moves yes. a way faster that's, with online X-Wing. That's the thing. The hive did. mind moves mm-hmm. really fast with the online X-Wing and the TTS. And because it's all online, like all the tournament was, it, it it's being broadcast way, yeah. way more now. And so things are changing much faster. Like, so, like That's think, a big part of it, too, is you can actually watch yeah. it. Yeah, see it yeah. Do like, something. You don't just hear about it. Or you don't just see it on like List Fortress or whatever. Exactly. Right. Like, like think I've... I've definitely like think yeah. about like back when like uh, Han Jake came out. Like, how long did that take before it like finally set in? Like, it was yeah, it was it was it, over in Europe, right? And, and then it, and then like we heard about it, and then like you know, oh, then someone tries it, and then we're like, oh wow, but then and then, then like and then, then someone Nathan else ID tried t- it again, yeah. and it's like okay, so but it took a long time for that to you know really make its waves. So but do you if guys it was on think yes, with- it would have been instant in person X Wing coming back? Sorry, uh, do you guys think with in-person coming back that we're going to get back to that sort of a world where you have more diverse pockets? Or do you think that it's mm. like people have, people are used to adapting quickly and changing rapidly? I think, 
and it's just going to stay I think that we'll way. Ha- Do you think we're going to have like a worldwide meta more or I less? I think it'll be not? a hybrid because mm-hmm. I think there's been uh, roads that have been newly paved. Like yeah, yeah. I wasn't on TTS before, yeah. you know. And uh, now we, ha- yeah, people have TTS, so there's still going to be TTS events now that where they otherwise would have been sparsely located or. or or populated even, but now mm-hmm. there's people that are, will yeah. be on them. So, I mean, the thing with TTS is not only do you have access to all the different ships, not only is there much more streaming and more access to, to, to watching games that have been streamed and tournaments for wherever you are in the world, even if you're in Cambodia, you can jump on and actually play in, in these events. But also, like, you think about how much work goes into setting up a game on a table versus tts and people are able to get a ton more practice games in on tts and see what works rather than the practice games and resetting and going over to somebody's house or going over to a game store and packing up all of your stuff and then unpacking it and setting it up and oh gosh that didn't turn out let's reset and so on and so forth so that i think also really plays into how quickly squads got developed yeah um that's but, a really good point. Yeah. But yeah, I do I, I agree with, with Matt. I think that we're gonna see kind of a hybrid of things that like you'll you'll probably be able to see powerhouse lists pop up more quickly than we did before because of TTS, because TTS is not going to go away. But you're still going to run into the problem of not everybody has seven seeks. Mm-hmm. And right. so the, when you go to tournaments, you're not going to see, a, you know, everybody bringing a bunch of inquisitors or everybody being bringing a bunch of Sikhs because they're just not out there. Right. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, that's that's one way. Like, TTS also kind of, like, is its own meta that's very mm-hmm. inevitably distinctly different from an in-person meta. Yeah. Because, you know... <clears throat> You've got the you've got the access to ships thing. Um, I actually I was listening to Liberty Squadron the other day, and they were talking about how like you know how the TTS meta is basically determined by like a hundred people, and I, that might be a slight exaggeration. I think there's more than a hundred people determining the TTS meta, but they have a point in the sense of like there's this whole like you know subset of the of the x-wing community that just said we're not interested in tts we're not going to play yeah mm-hmm. a lot of compet like a lot of competitive players have just yeah. have just vanished into the ether because yeah. they're not interested in playing tts yeah. so the meta is is faster but it's also got fewer people in it yeah um so there's just and it's and it's got an unlimited you know ship availability in mm-hmm. it so between yeah. all those things it kind of it kind of warps into its into its own thing like i i feel like tts has just done some really interesting weird things to the competitive meta yeah. and and it's going to get and once we get back to in person major tournaments that's going to be some of that's going to be undone not the you know not the iterative process of i mean you know i think i think people have been really woken up to tts and that's you know that's definitely going to impact uh, those tournaments from a prep sense yeah but from a putting ships on the table yeah like dan said you know not not everybody's going to have some of these lists and you know we're gonna we're gonna probably I'm curious to see what's going to happen if we're going to see that once we have TTS and in-person running concurrently, like, are we going to see just these two very different metas between the two? Probably, yes. I mean, obviously, there will be some crossover because Mm -hmm. if the squad is good, it's good. Sure, sure. But, yeah, I think we will see two mostly distinct metas between in-person and online play. I think that was a really good point that you made, that there's a lot of, like, good X-Wing players that are not playing on TTS. Yeah. Like, Paul Heaver, uh, Duncan Howard, I don't know that they've made that transition. I know that uh, Biophysical, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Michael, he, uh, I know that he's played on TTS, but I know... He's primarily a Vassal player. Yeah, it's like, these guys are, like, veterans of Vassal if they're going to play online, which is much less, much more mon- a mundane, like, just flat it's look. ugly yeah uh, <laughs> well wait, and it's well and it's i booted vassal up one time and then immediately closed it i was like what is going <laughs> don't on? Blame me. like yeah i felt like i was like in a 
in DOS or yeah. something. Uh-huh. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. I, I don't want to crap on it because like it was it was the best that we had for the longest time. Right, but, yeah, for sure. Uh, but and those like those people rock those those online tournaments. You know, like because I know Paul Heaver plays in them. I know that uh, Biophysical plays in them, and they just do incredibly well. But. So that's an interesting thing right there. Is like all those names used to be Vassal Legends, legends right? So yeah. they would sit there and practice their lists throughout the week and yeah. not just on game night on Friday, which mm-hmm. now we a lot of more people have access to doing that because yeah. of because TTS. of TTS now. Mm-hmm. So okay, so your your game night's Friday. Well now you don't have to wait till Friday anymore. You can just play any night of the week. So it's still going to be a thing. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um but that's gonna lead to a lot more people being better at the game because they can have or or a lot more people being able to shine at the game that may otherwise yeah, not get have more been practice because they can get more practice now. Yeah, because it you know when it was before it's like I can you know like not me personally I can mm-hmm. I'm you know single I can get plenty plenty of games in but I remember <laughs> uh, Dan talking about it, it's like I can maybe get two three games in a week and it's like if you maybe. want if and that's all on yeah. Friday night yeah it was like if but if you want. You know, you could potentially get more games in with Vassal because if you need to be home, you with can Vassal, be. I will not. not I'm sorry, Vassal. TTS. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you could you could potentially squeeze in like, oh, I'm just going to play 35 minutes. You know, it's like, hey, do you want to just start up a game? And like you said, uh, who said it? Who said the breakdown and pick up? It was it you. Dan? It was Dan. Yeah. Okay, uh, it's like you wouldn't just like talk to somebody and be like hey do you just want to play like 35 minutes i just want to test something out <laughs> you wouldn't want to go over to somebody's house get out all your ships set everything up get all your tokens and you know cards and together. that's all the time i have for today so i'll see you later <laughs> yeah, was, whereas uh, tts <laughs> exactly you just, you just boot it up and you're like okay spawn my list mm-hmm. and okay that one okay can we reset okay yeah all right and then do it again so kind of in in the same vein of topic. Well, one one thing I can prove yeah. in the Cam- in the Cambodia meta is that Hera B wing should be cheaper or the same oh. price as Hera A wing. Yeah, um, yeah. Hera B wing is just just a rough yeah. time. You just bleed <laughs> oh, points, yeah. Yeah. and you can't double mod your shots. Like, yeah, you, you, there's never a point where you're like, I'm going to pass yeah. this token no. because B wings are just hungry it's, for tokens it's awful. <laughs> when they don't have like Tendum or Braylon. It's it's awful, and, it, and it's really sad that uh, the the B wing, Hera B wing, is not her old um, ability because yeah. that would have been amazing. That's yeah. what everybody was looking this for. Is, in yeah, B-wing. and this mm-hmm. ability is poo poo. Yeah, on the B wing, on the B wing, on the A wing, it's it's godly. I don't even think that that would have been that crazy. With yeah. era, no, no it would ability been. like it would be crazy from a movement choice standpoint, yeah. but like you charge fifty five points mm-hmm. for that, and if you put advanced sensors yeah. on it, you're Gosh. you're looking yeah. at you know sixty five or seventy points for a yeah. B wing with one green die. Yeah. Like yeah, it, it's not Gurry. It's yeah, definitely and, uh, not Gurry, uh, yeah. even though there's yeah, some okay, okay. You have you, you you dial in a red maneuver. Now you have access to every red maneuver on your dial. Cool. You're still stressed right. in a B wing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so you're 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 clear. Exactly. So, exactly. One port or one bank. Exactly. You know? But yeah. with her with her current ability, it's like I mean I think whoever is setting the prices FFG, AMG, or some amalgamation of the two, uh, they view they look at. In B-Wing specifically, they overvalue initiative because Gina Moonsong costs the same as Braylon, I think. And it's like, that doesn't make sense. Braylon is far superior. And then uh, Hera has a great ability, but not a 55 point in a B-Wing ability. Like if she was closer to 10 Num's price point at... That's great ability, wrong yeah, chassis. Yeah, and which means you're taking the other chassis. Yeah. <laughs> we know what the right chassis is. So <laughs> it's like she needs to go down. Hera A wing needs to go up, probably at least three points on that one, but at the least. But I would think Hera B wing needs to go down like forty eight, mm-hmm. maybe forty seven. Who knows? Yeah, I mean her ability is just in. The- I will say though, Netrum Pollard is a blast. I, on the table he feels really fun even though he's bad he's i mean he's he's bad but at least like Hera's ability is like i'm never going to use this this so, feels bad netrum is like 
hey, this ability is fun. I'm going to lose, but I had fun losing. So I'll say he's he's a he's a bucket of laughs. What is that, that thing you just said? <laughs> I was gonna say I know Dan, Dan, Dan has Dan no has clue no what idea this what is, <laughs> and I don't remember what his ability is anymore. Yeah, I, I it's, used it's to know, neat, but, I but I don't remember what it after, is. After you, no, no. Okay, sorry. I, come on, I'm come on now. I'm a we, guest. I shouldn't yeah. be doing this. Let the oh, host <laughs> or Drew. Yeah, Matt, know your place. So his ability reads, after you um, barrel roll, you may uh, pass a stress to a friendly ship at zero to one. It can be Netrim as well. If you do so, you can rotate 180 oh, degrees. Neat. And so there's just a lot of fun. You put advanced sensors on them, and you do a blue bank, like a bank one or something, and you can be in like eight different places. Um, you're still only I3, and you're still a B-wing, <laughs> but you can barrel roll before and turn around and then go the other way. You can barrel roll either direction. It's a lot of fun. The only thing I wish is that it was 80, 180 or 90 yeah. degrees. I think uh, there were multiple times playing with him that I would have loved to have the 90 yeah. degree turn. Um, and the 180 just didn't come. I was like, oh, 180, I'm still facing the wrong direction. Like, I yeah. need the 90 degree. And with, it, with, um, uh, with him being I3, it would have been fun. It's still fun. Yeah. It's still if, fun. If he was 55 points in I6, I'd be a little more I'd be, oh I'd be a little more interested about him paying for that ability at I6. <laughs> yeah, he's I3, though. Yeah. Sounds fun, but. So, going back a little bit, I'm, it's fun. I'm it's curious. Fun. Do you, like, have you ever actually had any occasion to know about or run into list fortress at all do you know what it is you mentioned it earlier oh did you i don't know who's your drew or drew or drew <laughs> oh hello back. welcome back sorry guys hey you know what first disconnect almost an hour right. in. I'm yeah that's <laughs> not too bad so. uh so so question um do you have you had a, any occasion to run into uh, List Fortress or use it at all? Do you know about it? Yeah, I've looked at it um, a few times just to see. So the thing that List Fortress tends to do is I look at it and I go, oh, none of my favorite ships are at the top. And then I close <laughs> the browser. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, just talking about you know how the meta changes and so on and so forth. I was curious if uh, if you actually even with TTS and online tournaments had any reason to ever look at it being a newer player? A lot of times it just kind of tells you what you already know, right? Like Zam Django is on every other stream yeah. and you look at the top ship and it's Zam and Django or like Nantex are on every other stream and you look at the top and it's Nantex. It's almost like, I think with the TTS, like how yep. many broadcasts yeah. uh -huh. of games there are and TTS and then there's podcasts and they're always breaking down yeah. like the top 16s and things like that. You know, I listen to the gold squadron breakdowns. And um, by the time I go to List Fortress, like I've already heard Marcel yeah, or yeah, Dion yeah. or whoever kind of talk about yeah. the ship and why it's good or bad. And I don't right. need List Fortress to like. Give yeah, me a, no, know, sure. I just I, I was so. curious because like, you know, for us with changing metas and figuring out what the meta was a year and a half ago, List Fortress was just absolutely pivotal. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. key. Like you had Huge. to. I bet. Like, I'm sure you would look at that and be uh -huh. like, who's flying yep. this? Like, what is this? This looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That was all. <laughs> that, that, that is also how we would have seen things crop up back mm -hmm. then would, would be, we would look, at list, yeah, look through List Fortress and be like, okay, so what won this last tournament yeah. or or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. how we would prepare sometimes for going and places. Listen to the Flynox and D, you know, like looking at... Uh, tiny European metas and trying to figure out what in the world was going on yeah, with, right. you know, whatever crazy thing the Polish were coming up with. Okay, so Django Zam is okay, you know, here in the States, but, like, it is tearing up Europe. Like, this is, like, everybody's taking it, and then it's, it's like, top eight out of the top 16. It's just like, what in the world is going on? That would be something that I'd be looking at List Fortress and being like, is it really is good? Because <laughs> I look at it and I'm like, I don't think it's great. I mean, it's strong, but I don't think it's great. Uh -huh. I I don't know for sure, but I feel like it hunts a very particular set of lists. And then it also is good against itself, okay. right? You just, you don't have to go super deep and then you're moving after the other Django Zam player. So I feel like it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy where if you have a lot of jam, uh, Zam and Django, then if you take 
another list of it, but you just drop whatever one upgrade. You don't take treacherous yeah. on one of them. Then you're going to just like beat the other players that yeah. have treacherous on both or yeah. something like that. So that's, that's what it seems like to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, probably right. I only have one uh, CIS fire spray, so in the Cambodia meta, uh, doesn't exist. <laughs> I mean, that is the correct choice. The whole country of Cambodia has one <laughs> CIS fire spray, so we're we're free from that tyranny. Fantastic. Yes, but but is Dooku riding along? <laughs> oh yes, every time Dooku is one hundred percent riding along. Ah. Uh, okay. Well. Um, Try explaining that card to a new player that oh doesn't ever play. That's yeah. that's yeah. a fun time. Oh, man. Try oh. explaining that card to I've me actually and never, I've played it. I, I've just not used it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Zam is just oh, so much words. A wall of text. Yeah, when when I played Zam, I, you know, my opponent would ask me what it is, and I'd be like, all right, so here's these two cards. There's this one over here. I know how this one works. I'm going to use this one. I'm never going to use the other one. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Zam almost never... If you're using Zam Crew, you almost never use the one that allows you to shoot yeah. a second time um, when you get shot, unless you're Bosk, because Bosk needs to get that third shot <laughs> off for you guys. But everyone else, like Zuckus and all the other fun ships that it's on, you're just you're just using it for the low yep. initiative mm-hmm. target lock. Like, oh, great, great, I'm I2 or I3 with my with my Hawk 290. You shoot me, I have three focus tokens, now I have a target lock. You might have just gotten jammed because of false transponder codes. Like, you know, that's yeah. that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> Okay, well, um, I mean, I think we're we've rambled on for quite a while now. It's probably time to uh, touch over an hour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So probably time to. Uh... You're not my welcome. <laughs> uh, more like uh, the three of us have worn out our welcome at Dan's house, perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's more likely. <laughs> um, so let's move on to uh, our uh, final segment of announcements and nonsense and. Um, there's only Can you one... read my handwriting? I can, I can just barely read your handwriting. There's, there's a handwritten, um, announcement in my announcement section. Oh, are um, we even announcing this? There's a question mark at the end oh, of it. Oh, there that. is a question mark at the end of it. Okay. You should um, read it in, as it were a question. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I think, I think we're going to not announce this yet okay. because I want to wait until after the next one. Okay. No um, announcements. So, we have no, no uh, so yeah, <laughs> that was no your nonsense, <laughs> though. <laughs> uh, Mystery. Goose yeah. you, uh... Oh, speaking of nonsense, I just want to officially, I want to officially file a complaint about uh, Ace's High maybe not happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah. putting that in there. Yeah. It's, it's like, we mean, obviously, like with our with our local game night being main local game night right now being Friday night. There's there's one on Monday too, but like for for all of us at least, Friday is like the day of playing in person X Wing. So like, yeah. Look, I get it, I get it, but I just you know think about all your fans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we can discuss amongst ourselves doing it on a different night, perhaps. Yeah. Right. It it might it might not happen never. It's just that it's probably not gonna happen regularly on that Friday anymore. Like sure. yeah. um I think it's is pretty much where we're at. Like it's it's just a matter of figuring out when and where else it might potentially happen. So uh so I guess, you know, um if Cambodia could just could just uh, weigh in as to when it's when its free evenings are, you know <laughs> <laughs> then you know, maybe we'll talk about it. <laughs> okay. I'll talk yeah. to my cousins. <laughs> I'll talk with my cousins yeah. and see when we're all free. <laughs> um, Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. No, we need to. We we almost we actually almost had an Aces High night uh, the last week. I guess it would. Yeah, two days ago. Uh, well, two days ago from this recording. Yeah, last week for last week probably for whoever's listening to this. Um, we almost had an Aces High night because we because ha- our local game night got canceled. And so we were like, oh, yeah, we should we should do an Aces High Night. And then it was like, oh, wait, but me and Clint are going out of town and uh, Matt's helping someone move. (laughs) I'm helping somebody move, not being lazy. I was being lazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, so events conspired against us. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Events conspired against us such that uh, that didn't end up happening. But yeah, I I mean, I think that 
it, it will happen it's at some point. That we but, want to do yes, as well. It's something that's on our minds, and we're we're mildly motivated to make it happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> Slightly more motivated now that uh, you know we know our people in Cambodia need us. <laughs> <laughs> there is at least a non-zero amount of demand. Good, well, I'll take that. I'm glad yeah. you're taking it under consideration. Yeah. Yeah. Consider it considered. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, there's your uh, announcement sense, uh, <laughs> which is uh, that there may be, there may be aces high someday, sometime, somewhere, maybe. Um, All right. Anybody else for announcements or nonsense? Got I got none. Else? Nope. Okay. All right, well, in that case, then, that is it for this episode of the Scrubcast. You can follow the Midwest Scrub team on Facebook and Discord for all the latest blog and podcast content. Blog. <laughs> as well as... Uh, hey, stuff came out in the last, it, it, like, months. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Matt. And I might be considering writing something. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Oh, okay. Well, well. <laughs> uh, we shall wait with bated breath for that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, don't hold your breath. You'll die. <laughs> as well as info on St. Louis area events, such as, you know... Maybe Ace's High Night. You never know. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback on this episode, and Facebook or Discord is the easiest way to share your feedback with us. We Scrubs have been not inactive on TTS, so, you know, if you want to have a virtual game, let us know. Not particularly active either. Not especially active right this recently, <laughs> like, but... I've been active. When was the last time I'm I a played guest, a TTS? So. Yeah, you I, Actually, that's been a little while for me, too. I think it was the last Gold Squadron tournament that I played in that I yeah mm-hmm. Ryloth uh, veterans. Was that? oh veterans yeah. veterans yeah veterans. Wow. Wow. or was tri-city after that no tri-city no was veterans before. yeah okay uh, no, we, uh, hey uh Drew, thank you very much for uh <laughs> trying out for your placement on the midwest uh scrubcast team uh we've uh you know we've we've had a good time with you and thank you for coming on yeah thanks <laughs> uh you know as is always for our guests we'll uh we'll contact you <laughs> no contact us <laughs> okay, I'll uh, I'll look. I'll keep an eye out for that. <laughs> bye 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 bye. Hello, boyos. Are you brainless? No, not really. No, the ability to speak does not make you intelligent. Mm. <laughs> Don't do that again. Many gun guns will be killed.